your what it do bell b don't forget the three <laughs> this your little sister nova just wanted to stop in and let you know that i'm proud of you and all that you're doing i'm definitely a big fan of the podcast um, i'm grateful that you're willing to share your heart and your knowledge and your wisdom with the world um, it is definitely appreciated and definitely helpful you're doing exactly what your heart desires which is to um, reach people um, you're reaching people with this podcast from all over and that is huge so keep up the good work um, we just went on our feature you know um, Uriah said he trying to tap in get him on the podcast but yes definitely appreciate it um, we love you and we're rooting for you you know we 10 tones down period I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do this podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, everyone? This is your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vale's World. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to yet another bomb episode. Um, for those that would like to leave a nice little recording like those people that you ever heard in the last couple episodes, feel free to hit that up on Anchor. Um, become a monetary supporter for as little as 99 cents a month and all those great things. Um, of course, if you all want to contact us, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vales World Podcast. And if you would like to sponsor episode or want to send your questions directly to me um hit up Vales world podcast at ldmonger.com hope you all enjoy the show so y'all know we got good read and then we're going to go into what's popping and then from there we're going to go to the hot topics so it's gonna be a very interesting um episode and a very interesting topic um, but for today, let's start off with, you know, good read. So today's good read is Insecure in Love, How to Dominate Yourself in Love to Overcome the Fear of Abandonment, <sighs> Anxiety Attachment, Save Your Codependent Relationship, and Stop Controlling Others by A.P. Collins. And I said anxiety. I'm an anxious attachment. Sorry about that, A.P. Oh. <sighs> This book was very interesting, and a part of personal development is also making sure that I don't abandon abandon my my loving side of my life as well. Um, so this book was very interesting read, especially for me um, as being the person that I know I can be for someone really isn't a priority for me right now. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to accomplish and I, I just don't have the capacity to consider someone's feelings, livelihood and things of that nature right now. So I'm being very selfish with my time. And, you know, once I get a couple things off my, my to-do list, 
definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what the world has for me as it pertains to the woman that I'm going to love. And anyone know me, they ain't no I, next woman I fall in love with. I'm, I'm marrying, and that's that. Um, so I'm not afraid to be in a relationship. I just know that where I am right now and what I seek and strive for and what it takes to be in a relationship, I just don't have the capacity or the commitment to, um, to, to, to be content, to, to sacrifice some of the things that I want to accomplish because I know the greater good, um, of those accomplishments, but back to the book, (laughs) um, Man, it, it really broke down love like differently, right? So, you know, the four agreements, the mastery of love, like they kind of like built me up to be prepared for this book. Um, but it really just brought a deeper meaning to love and what, what love looks like unconditionally. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have conditions to love and how to love and when to love uh, opposed to just loving. And that's when it becomes a headache. And, you know, having great awareness and, and safety in love, like feeling safe. What does safe love looks like? Um, so this whew, this book really tapped into some, some toxic uh, norms and how you kind of identify those traits as well as, you know, and, and I, again, you know, I feel like everyone has some type of toxic trait. It's just understanding it and then managing it. And that's what this book does a great job at. Uh, so you can have, you know, strategies to overcome your insecurities and and love the right way, right away. So you don't have to take too much time of trying to t- trying to, you know, resolve that. Um, improving your self esteem man. strengthen your confidence. Um, I, I believe those things really can deter a relationship and how you love uh, just with confidence and, and 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 having high self-esteem so making sure that you with individuals that that build those things up and that you know when you feel like you losing confidence figuring out the real source and not just blaming the other individuals so those things uh, was dope man great read man dive deep into this and let me know your thoughts um, insecure in love, how to dominate yourself in love to overcome the fear of abandonment, um, anxious attachment, save your codependent relationship, and stop controlling others by A.P. Collins, man. Dope book. Dope book. Check me out. Let me know how y'all feel about it. What's popping, man? It's been a it's been a a very, very interesting couple weeks. So, in black news, <laughs> Gucci wife. Oh, man. So, if you all seen the outfit, it was a see-through dress. Um, and I think because she has the title of being someone's wife, that that's what made everybody kind of go crazy. Like, the world's like, oh, my God, man, my, my wife, man. Wife don't supposed to wear that. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, my biggest thing is... You know, they are entertainers, so, you know, wearing things like that is kind of coming to territory, um, in a sense. Um, but I, I think the the bigger picture is, you know, making this normal. It's, there's a lot of young girls, there's a lot of women that believe 
you know, when these celebrities do something and or these socialites do something that that's the norm. In reality, it's the exception, right? <laughs> um, so I, just looking at the arguments on Twitter and what well, the debates and some were arguments on Twitter and Facebook. Um, <laughs> some women were yelling, our oh, men are just insecure. Um, they women should be able to wear what they want. And then it was some women out here that was just like, you know, oh, she doing too much. She just disrespecting her and her husband and things of that nature. And then you had the feminists out there that were saying it's her body, her rules. If she want to show her body, she can and da, 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 da. And man, women, I just, I just don't understand what women really want. Um, it's, it's, it's so confusing <laughs> because there's so many different type of women and so many different type of perspectives. Uh, you know, one moment they want to be independent, you know, sexually liberated, then they want to be protected and spoiled and all these things. So, you know, a lot of the confusion from, you know, on men's end, it, it, it comes from <laughs> women in a sense. So it's like, yes, you know, you can be independent and all of that. Um, you know, you can, you know, freedom to express yourself however you want. Um, but I should also have an option to, you know, be with you or not or, or you know, mess with you to an extent in which I'm comfortable with messing with you. And I shouldn't be deemed as a fuckboy or toxic person and things of that nature. They're like, yeah, if you want to do that, you know, in result of that, this is how I want to move within this relationship. Um, so as it pertains to, you know, Gucci wife or whatnot, it, it sparked some heated debate. Um, the internet loves gender debate. And it, it, I wish it could have been a lot healthier. And I wish everyone had a more open um, mindset so that, you know, we can have the conversation healthy opposed to just pointing fingers and saying, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, and things of that nature. You know, every, there's some right in everyone's argument. Um but yeah, that's you know that's my thought. That's what happened. Atlanta <laughs> was Atlanta pandemic. <laughs> that was pandemic weekend. Uh, pandemic star weekend uh, was in full effect. Of course, no one listened to nothing. We had the mayor a couple weeks ago saying nobody's invited. But by that time, it was too late. The hotels were already you know at capacity. Uh, the Airbnbs was already bought out. The rental cars was already bought out. There was nothing that Mayor Bottoms could have done at the time, and her threat <laughs> went unheard. Ah, oh, man, it was a lot of ratchetness going on. There were a lot of fights, of course. Um, I've even seen posts about individuals being locked out, being homeless because they there were no hotels. They just drove down there, was trying to figure it out, and they couldn't. And, of course, a lot of turn up. They had a party in the dome. So if that isn't the most irresponsible thing to do during a pandemic, it happened. Um, and the city definitely had to be a part of that. So I don't, I don't know where Bottoms was going with this because if she really wanted to tighten things up, she just would have closed down all the clubs and 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 bars and lounges or gave them a curfew, 
you know, for, to a certain time. It, it wasn't like the NBA players were, were out there. Uh, so it was literally just people going out there to have fun and, you know, the random concerts that was going on. But it looked like, you know, for the most part, the people that was able to get inside of the clubs, they had fun and enjoyed themselves. Um, I, you know, when games like this, the Super Bowl, All-Star Weekend, when stuff like this happened, I, especially in popping cities, black cities or close to black cities, I've realized that people don't really care about the games. They don't really care about the players. They really just going to turn up like the women go out there looking for ballers and the the players come out there to stunt. Like, that's that's really what it is, man. Um, it was a stunt fest. And if you wasn't out there to stunt player, you was not getting no play. Um so, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting how our culture is. I just wish that it wasn't a uh, panoramic. And, yeah, so that was the only thing that kind of sucked on that. All right, and now the movie of all movies. So over the weekend, I, I had a little time, and I looked at coming to America and then coming to America. Uh, that was the, the second one with the number. <laughs> And I, I, when when sequels come out, I love or reboots whenever either or come out. I like to look at the originals to kind of you know refresher, um, because I love looking at the second and being able to see some of those uh, subtle um, glimpses of the past. Like I love that. Like it, it makes me excited. Like oh my god, that's so and so, so and so. Oh look at that poster. Da 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 da. And things of that nature. Like I get excited, man. I don't necessarily do it to compare the two because that's it's no comparison. Uh, I look at it to really see what are some things that they brought over from the original or the one before um, into the new one. Um, oh man, if y'all keep hearing this beat, my um, y'all know what that means. I changed the battery. I don't know what's going on. But anywho. <laughs> Um, I just want to say that we have to stop comparing everything like, or belittling one thing to uplift the other. Like that, that ain't cool. Like what, what is wrong with people? Like coming to America was great. It came out in 1988. Um, a lot of things that came out in the eighties, the nineties is completely different. Like norms are. You know, paradigms are completely different now than they were back then. So a lot of the edgier jokes and the content that you can put out in the 80s and 90s that was funny, it's not funny now. It can get you canceled. So, you know, comedians have to be very aware and then writers have to be aware of all these different things because if you miss out on something, you know, you have somebody yelling about, you know, no representation, um, uh, insensitive, um, and, and all these other type of things. So, oh man, can can we just start watching things with a, a clear slate? Because you find what you seek. So if you looking like, oh yeah, this ain't gonna be as good as the first one, and the whole time you're looking at it, you're like, oh, this ain't gonna be as good, and you, and that, oh, see, I knew it wasn't gonna be good. Come on, man, like, now stop doing that. Uh, the movie was great in my opinion. I love seeing the old characters and the reference from the original. Um, I watch, you know. I watched like a proud, happy little child. Like, although, you know, I wasn't born in 88. I think, I don't think I watched, you know, Coming to America until like 2000. I was like 13 years old. Um, 
just not one of them movies that you I probably would have understood uh, at a younger age. And honestly, I didn't even really understand it at 13. It was just funny to me. One of those original movies that you just had to watch. Um, oh, man. I, I My humor is kind of different as well. So it was funny to me. It was a lot of funny parts because, again, I was looking at the references, you know, looking for the references from the originals. So it was certain remarks, certain people that kind of stuck out that just made me laugh. Uh, the Matumbo thing was uh, funny as hell because um, I didn't know it was Matumbo. I just thought he seen an African and called him Matumbo. And it was really Matumbo. And when he stood up and did a no, 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 no thing, that was that was pretty funny. Um, and then I think the barbershop when, yep, the barbershop when he came back when the king came back to the barbershop you know again and and they were just doing that african you know jokes and, and remarks and then when buddy had said something about the fly joke again which was you know from the original they're like oh no no we don't play that and then like took him told him we got the chair that was that was funny to me um definitely edgy in 2021 one of those things that you know i've you know it, it may get some some pushback but we'll see uh the biggest thing of this movie it just really took a you know it displayed forgiveness love and working together man i loved how lisa handled the the kid situation with grace and although we know like yeah it's a movie but you know i feel like a lot of of people in situations like that you know i feel like the situation happens a lot um, but a lot of people don't handle it that way and although they made it like a two-minute thing, uh, I just wish that people can communicate this and have trust strong enough to, like, get through those um, moments, those pinpoints, pain points. Um, I love how tradition was challenged, and he allowed a daughter uh, to, to rightfully um, grow into her position as queen. You know, traditionally... Like men had to have that seat, and that's one of the reasons why he was looking for Lavelle. You know, I am the prince, and and things of that nature. So you know, being able to break tradition and and come up with the new norms and allowing women uh, to sit in 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 their crown and not sit behind the crown, uh, which was very important. Um, I love how the sister, you know, end up accepting the big brother, you know, after he literally, you know, came in and messed up her entire trajectory. I think that was was a dope moment because, you know, you being the the older sibling for so long, you were conditioned to lead. And then you find out that you have another older sibling and within days he's being forced to pretty much take on take over the years of training and conditioning that you had and of course it's you know it's going to feel envious in a minute it's like that and now you're being looked over and the new kid come in on the block and getting all this attention so it was a lot of um, points that were being proven someone you know his debate was it was just it was too much in one movie and <laughs> I, I can see that. He said it felt cluttered. It was just so many different. You had the references from the old movies, then you had a new storyline, then you had different people, then they was kind of rushing in between what was really going on, then comparing it to reality and things of that nature. I'm like, yeah, it's a movie. And do it, did people really want to look at a two-hour and 30-minute movie uh, coming to America too? I have the slightest idea, 
Um, but that's very edgy. I haven't seen a two hour movie in a while unless it's like Marvel or something, uh, which is filled with action. So it wakes you up. So you can't really go to sleep. Um, so I don't know how they would have put all of the stuff that they could have put in that movie and still made it entertaining and kept our attention. So now, you know, moving forward, like I challenge Eddie Murphy to create a spinoff. So I love to see how Lavelle was living, you know, prior to, I love to see his like origin story. Um, until, you know, he got the call that he was Prince. And then I also like to see like how, or not like how do they experience life afterwards? I love to see how, uh, dang, I forgot her name. Uh, the f- future queen. I love to, you know, I love to see his daughter's like life as well. Like, I think those would be two dope um, spinoffs. Um, just seeing how how things are moving forward. Um, so yeah, you know that's what's popping. Now we finna get to the hot top. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. What these women want from your boy? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not sure what women want from me like not at all um so i do have a backstory that it was was one of the most humbling experiences ever in life um back in 2013 it was a lot of transition so i was transferring from universities uh got in a bad car accident um happened to know the person that hit so that was traumatizing um my mom was like, man, this summer, it was it was, it was very rough for the family. Um, I got put out of my aunt house, so I pretty much had to go back with my mom. Uh, I ended up getting a job, and the story of like how, how I got the job, I ended up meeting, uh, well, reconnecting with this young lady that I had a crush on in high school, and she was not going, like, at all. And I met her, she was taking pictures at a game, and... I was, I think I was on B team at the time. So I think she was like two years, uh, two grades over me. I was on B team. I said, I'm flirting, you know, doing my thing. You know, I play for the V, so (laughs) confidence on a different level. And she curved me. And then I ended up like following her on Facebook. And like randomly, years later, she accepted. And we start, you know, communicating and all that jazz. And I was telling her the space that I was in or whatnot, and she literally, like, helped me. Like, she single-handedly helped me get a job. Like, found the job, you know, helped me with my resume, helped me with the application process, took me to the interview. Like, she did all of these things, um, which was crazy because, like, at the time she responded, I my mom stayed around the corner from her, and it made everything a lot easier um, within our connection. Uh, so she did all of that, and... Like, I thought she, like, I thought she was the one. Like, yeah, Um, she didn't want anything. It was no conditions. Like, she didn't want no penis. She didn't want to be my girlfriend. She literally just doing it because, like, she stated. Just seeing that I was trying to do something, I was trying to help myself, and she just wanted to be a part of of that. And she liked seeing people uh, succeed. So that threw me off. Like, oh, so that was very humbling. I, I realized that. You know, people can help, especially people of the opposite sex can help people without wanting anything. And that was something that I needed in life because I was always used to being used for something. 
um, by anyone. Like it was like they need the money, they need the time, they needed a ride, they need some food. Like they never really communicated with me or did something for me without accept without expecting anything. Um, so that was very humbling. So from there, I kind of you know move forward with life with okay, there's good people out here, and you know being able to see good people for who they are, opposed to questioning what they possibly possibly want from me. Um, and and now, you know, I feel like it's a curse because when I meet uh, women now, you know, a lot of a lot of them have conditions. They have expectations like they they have they want to be reciprocated. Um, something it's something, you know, it's a, it's a transactional relationship It's never uh, them doing things or saying things or being um, because it's just who they are. And that's a big turnoff for me. Like, I honestly want people to be who they are um and be comfortable with who they are and give me a first shot of you know understanding or putting them in a in a in a, in a space that I think is a, you know can work in my life and where I'm at right now and vice versa making sure that you know the expectations and things of that nature can be set um upon myself um within their lives like I I don't I don't care like we don't have to be together we don't have to do anything i'm still going to support you i'm still going to say you know what what need to be said i'm still going to be me <laughs> uh regardless of how you perceive it um in that space and anyone know me they know i'm not the most disrespectful like I, you know my honesty may come off a little insensitive at times but i'm not you know finna be out here be this h this and uh, that that that's just not my style. So, you know, and, and you know, like the last episode, you know, one of the last episodes I was just talking about, when when women don't really know what they want when they approach me, um, and a lot of it's because they they don't know me. So the you know the first sense that we have is our eyes. You know that that one kind of come in effect unless you listen to this podcast first and fall in love. Um, but it's usually they see the pictures, they see like I'm involved, they see, um, you know, for the most part I keep myself together, and you know, and I, and then they come up with this role that they want in my life. And in reality, I'm just a cool ass, suave nerd. Um, that love having deep, you know, deep conversations and being deep thought and, and want to change the world. And, you know, in some cases that builds their excitement even more. Um, but then they don't know what that come with. Like I'm trying to change the world. So my commitment level to the world is priority right now. And not saying like the entire world, it's just the world that I stay in, you know, that I grew up in. How can I motivate and inspire some of the people from, you know, my space t- to get here? And, and how can I, I change the circumstances in which I, I'm currently in, uh, which is a lot of work. And, you know, being honest, a lot of people that I've met now are completely different from anything that I grew up with. Like, I, I didn't grow up in a middle class uh, family household. I I didn't go to the best schools. Um even in college, I went to, you know, mid-size, mid-level schools for my ma- uh, my master's as well as undergrad. Um, I went to a historically black high school. I love to say that, uh, say that with pride. Uh, so I didn't have, you know, too many interactions with people that, 
you know, came up from a middle class um, lifestyle. So a lot of times when I meet, you know, individuals like that, it's just too, like, there's really not a lot that we have in common. Um, although we all struggle, but that struggle may look different. So my my pressure that I have with myself and my grind is completely different from a lot of people that I meet because with them, they may have a, they may have a fallback. They might be able to fall back on you know family and friends. Me, if I fall off, I fall off. I, I it, it ain't nobody <laughs> that I can fall back on. So my grind is different, and I started off different as well. So, you know, being black and a man, I'm already miles under zero. So me fighting and still fighting to this day, I'm not even at zero. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, you know make sure that I can invest in myself properly so that whenever I find my woman that I am the person that I know I can be um, emotionally, mentally, financially, um, that I know that, you know, some of the decisions that I have to make, I'll be in a space where I can back those things, right? If I have to move to... Massachusetts or something that I have the finances, I have the goals, I have everything in play where, you know, we can move together or we can figure it out right now. I don't have that. Like right now I only have enough to comfortably, you know, secure myself. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Like I'm cool with that right now. And oh, you ain't gotta have money. It ain't really about money for me. It's more about the time. Like, I don't even like talking to people every day, right? So it's like, you know, if that's an expectation of you, which a lot of people like, yeah, if, if, you know, if that's your girl or that's your man, y'all should talk every day. Me, I don't like talking to nobody every day. And I don't, you know, really see the amount of communication equals up to how much I love you. If we talk every day, the more I talk to you, the more I love you. Like, I don't, that ain't how my thought process work right um so yeah just you know figuring knowing those small things about myself at this at this point this just like where i'm at right now those are some things that kind of put me in this space of yeah i i know for sure that you know ain't no woman go tolerate my shit <laughs> so you know especially the women that i'm that i meet and I know this because they can't even get past the two week to two month frame of us just communicating of uh, them. You know, again, they come in. I don't want a man. You know, I just got out of a bad relationship. I'm focused on myself right now. You know, I'm just looking for somebody. Da, 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 da. And again, I'm you know, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. And thank you for telling me, um, because honestly, that's a space that I'm in as well. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we spend this time of being the best possible versions of ourselves to each other so that we can form um, a relationship that can last. And I don't like going into relationships with with titles. Right. So I don't like are uh, you my friend, because, again, once you friend, once you say, you know, I'm going to marry you and doing all, doing all these things, you put expectations. And if they don't follow your trajectory, you seem as as if it's failing, don't matter how good they're treating you, how good they make you feel, but because certain things aren't being accomplished in the time frame that you set, you 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 believe that, you know, you're wasting your time and or this person doesn't like you, which isn't fair, right?
not at all. Um, uh, especially when communication was already set in place. And and my biggest flag now, like for the, for years, has been like when I get the I'm not looking for a man um, conversation. So it's like you put these things in the air, and in reality, you telling yourself this so you can believe it. <laughs> you feel like if you said enough, uh, that's that's the truth, that's the reality. But then you find yourself fighting yourself and getting upset. And the easiest thing for you to do is point the finger at me and turn turn the whole thing on me. So I really don't know what people, like, I don't know what women want from me. Um, a lot of times they say they want respect, honesty, love, loyalty, and trust. And that's what I offer just because you're a human. Just because you're a human that I allowed in my space. That's what I'm bringing to the table. Every time, no conditions. You in my space, this is this is how veil space is treated. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to bring those things every single day. Might not be, a, you know, you know, 100% all the time, but I'm going to bring, you know, a passing grade <laughs> enough. You know, but sometimes, you know, again, my honesty doesn't come off as the most respectful because, you know, sometimes it's insensitive. You know, my love for you is the reason why I'm being honest. And, you know, so it's like that's what we have to, you know, figure out. Once you start knowing people for who they are and understanding their heart and really have deeper conversation, more meaningful conversations with people, it's a lot easier. I don't need to know your color, like your favorite color to know, you know, how you want to be loved how you perceive love, what does love look like? What does being in love look like to you? How do you react when you're in love? And you see, I said reacting, I didn't say act. You know, we reacting uh, to love opposed to being in love. Man, don't be upset with me, man. <laughs> because I don't want to be your man. At the time, you want me to be your man. But initially, you told me that you ain't want a man. So that's already confusing. So I don't know what you want from me right there. And then because they want a man so bad, they end up you know, going with a trash guy and being in this horrible relationship and realize that I didn't even treat them as bad as they tried to make it seem. And now they can't go back to me because, you know, like you just messed up my entire trust because we could have had this conversation. But instead, you want to have an argument to make you feel good <laughs> that you were moving on in your transition phase. When in reality, all you had to say was that you moved on and life would have been perfectly fine. I'm like, all right, cool. I respect that. I'm going to fall back for a minute because I know how our relationship was and I know that. You can't come from, you know, liking each other and all these weird things and then switch on a friend switch um, in a respectful manner in which your new person um, will honor that. And honestly, I wouldn't even feel right because, you know, in a sense, it's, it still feel like you are creating a safety net, so, you know, fallback plan. If this don't work out, I can still go back to this person. And I already know how this person treats me and what this person brings to the table. So. You know, which which is isn't cool. So when I take my fall back, that's pretty much what it is, creating space for 
you to really fully engage and indulge into this individual that you find yourself wanting to be with. And then when I come back, it's pretty much checking in, like, you know, hey, how are you? You know, how the relationship going, man, that's dope. All right, cool, you know, and out the door, things like that. And we can establish a more friend-type relationship, right, opposed to just, oh, man, you know, I hit two weeks ago, now you got a boyfriend, and oh, now you want me to be your friend. That don't make sense. <laughs> like, that don't make sense at all. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much the confusing thing. Uh, <sighs> you know, I got some okay conversation, sex, you know, appreciate people existence. Uh, that don't mean I want to be your Prince Charming. That doesn't mean that I'm your end all. Like, no, like, <laughs> I can support you and all these other things. Man, women come with too many conditions. It's like a condition for everything. And it's, it's so annoying. It's so heartbreaking it's so confusing um, because it's like no one can do anything uh, just because they're being a good person. It's like because of A, it has to be B. And everything isn't like that. Everything isn't like that. Because we are cool, <laughs> because we vibing right now doesn't mean I'm the person of your life. You know, this this might be just the moment type thing. And and you messing up the, the vibes of the moment because of the anxious attachments, the insecurities, the whether this person leave, the the fear of being abandoned, being alone, you know. It's not my responsibility to make you happy. It's not your responsibility to make me happy. If you bring your happiness to the table and I'm bringing my happiness to the table, man, we got magic. <laughs> we can make some things pop. That's what equality looks like for me. That's what equity looks like for me. I like universal truth. So you can't say, you know, this is true within this manner, but it ain't true in the other. It's like, nah. <laughs> Like, there's condition to people's truths, and I, I don't really vibe with that. Like, don't, you know, make something a norm or make something right because it's convenient for you. But then when it's on a polar opposite, it's an entire argument. It's, it's an entire debate. Like, independent sexual libertation, you know, liberation, uh, being protected, and but then you want to be spoiled. Like, I just, like, that don't make sense. I mean, we can be independent and in our own right. And if we want to give gifts to each other, like, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I love, you know, to be with a woman that I can get something for and I'm knowing that she can return the favor, but that she also can get it for herself. And I want her to be confident in that and knowing that she can give it to herself as well. But it doesn't have to be thrown up like, oh, if you, you know, if you want to mess with me, you got to be able to A, B, C, and D and, and all this other stuff. It's like, no, nah, I see your taste. I see what you like. When I'm ready to, to gift it to you, you know, I'm going to do it. I know what you into. 
I know if, if you like fashion. I know if you like running. I know if you like cooking. Like, I'm going to actually buy some stuff that you're going to use, not something that, you know, that's only good for a post on the ground. You feel me? So that's just how I am. Like, if you want, again, if you want some somebody that that's bringing respect, honesty, love, loyalty, and trust to the table, I'm that person. But that doesn't have to come with a title because I'm going to do that just because of you being a person within my life, within my space. And if that confuses you, I, 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 that's something you have to deal with. Like you don't want someone to be good in your life, someone that's pushing you to get better, someone that listens, someone that tries his best to understand. You're going to get rid of all of that because you can't handle your emotions. You want to get rid of all of that because you can't decipher. All right, support doesn't mean that he wants to be with me or just the person of my dreams or just the person that I'm supposed to marry. You're going to get rid of having a good person in your life, which good people are hard to find. That you expressed and opened up yourself with, became vulnerable and things. You're going to lose all of that just because you can't control your emotions. And again, now I respect that, man. I take it on the chin to keep it pushing. But then when I do that, oh, you never cared in the beginning. It's like, no, I support you unconditionally. And I honestly believe that people make decisions within the be within their best interest. So who am I to say I support you unconditionally? And then when it's not in my best interest, I I, I don't support it. I oppose it. I don't support you. Not not necessarily I don't support the decision because a lot of people that I support and I don't I don't support decisions that they make. So it's like. Like, no, I honor and I respect that, you know, and I still be here when you need the conversation, when you need to feel love, when you need to be around someone that's loyalty, when you need to be around somebody that's trustworthy, when you need to be, you know, or hear uh, something honest. That's just me. So that's our episode of Veil's World. Make sure y'all let me know your thoughts. Uh, hit me up on social media, Veils World Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, again, you can always email me at Veils World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Don't forget to leave a voice message uh, on my anchor. Man, thank y'all for listening to this show. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Veils World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.